The term hypocrite is used quite frequently by many people without any real explanation about what it really means. Many people toss the term around and use it frequently, but I'm convinced many of them don't really understand what it means in the biblical context. The term hypocrite is mentioned quite frequently in the Bible as well, but the difference is the Bible explains what it means and how offensive it is to God, as well as how seriously the practice of hypocrisy will be punished when judged. God actually detests the practice of hypocrisy and gives strong warning about the consequences for engaging in it. But why does God hate the practice so much? And why has he promised in his word to take away the soul of the hypocrite? Because hypocrisy can be contagious and that it makes those who are led or and or influenced by the hypocrite believe that hypocritical behavior is okay in the eyes of God, which can lead to spiritual destruction when judged. And because hypocrisy can really be defined as just another form of rebellion and wickedness cloaked as righteousness. The only difference is the wicked don't claim to be righteous, but the hypocrite who is wicked in many respects claims to be righteous. That is the major difference. One individual knows and accepts that he or she is living completely contrary to the word of God, while the other is living completely contrary to the word of God, but claims to be righteous in the eyes of God. This is something that's a very offensive to God, and he promises to destroy the hypocrite when he judges him or her. In light of such an ominous warning about the fate of the hypocrite, I think it's important for us to identify what it is and how to work to avoid being labeled or viewed as a hypocrite in the eyes of God. Let's study God's word to find out how serious he takes the offense and how he plans to punish the act of hypocrisy. Today's audio is entitled, The Fate of the Hypocrite. This audio was recorded January 24th, 2014. Let's begin by going to Job chapter 8, verse 13. Job chapter 8, verse 13. As it states here, So are the paths of all that forget God, and the hypocrite's hope shall perish. So it is emphasizing here that And it is, is defining the, the, the hypocrite in the context of someone that forgets God. And uh, how do you ref we forget God? By disregarding and rejecting uh, clear instruction on how to live in a way that's deemed right and righteous in the eyes of God. And that clear instruction is provided by the Word of God, which is the Bible. That can be defined, uh, that is how you define a person who has forgotten God. They've rejected the clear instruction that God has provided in his word, which is the Bible, which instructs us on how to live in a way that is pleasing and is deemed righteous in the eyes of God for the benefit of not only just us, but for mankind and societies, families, societies as a whole. The only difference is the hypocrite has forgotten God and they expressed that in their actions.
but in the same breath they claim to be righteous in the eyes of God. And that's the difference. But as it states again here in Job chapter 8, verse 13, So are the paths of all that forget God, and the hypocrite's hope shall perish. And it's emphasizing also that the hope of the hypocrite will perish. And uh, that is in, in the context of a spiritual destruction. And I hope they make that even more clear to you as we proceed. And let's continue to Job chapter 20, verse 5. Job chapter 20 verse 5 as it states here that the triumphing of the wicked is short and the joy of the hypocrite for a moment so it's emphasizing here in Job chapter 20 verse 5 that the triumphing or the overcoming or the, the, the uh, successes um, the conquering of the wicked is short and is it speaking of the, the hypocrite in the same context or the hope of the hypocrite uh, or the joy of the hypocrite in the same context and that, that the joy of the hypocrite is but for a moment. So we're just emphasizing again that the, the, the here that the triumphing of the wicked is short and that the joy of the hypocrite is but for a moment uh, and uh, because the time is coming and swiftly, swiftly approaching uh, where the wicked will be cut off as well as the hypocrite, and that is essentially what it amounts to. And again, I hope to make that clear to you as we, we proceed. Now let's continue to Job chapter 27, verse 8. Job chapter 27, verse 8. And just states here, For what is the hope of the hypocrite, though he hath gained when God takes away his soul? So it is emphasizing here in Job 27, 8, that what benefit is it of the hypocrite what hope does he have if he has gained everything when God takes his or take take away his soul? And that's consistent with verses in Matthew as well, uh, where it states that um, what does it profit a man uh, to gain the whole world but yet lose his own soul? But it is emphasizing in this particular verse that. Um, God is going to take away the soul of the hypocrite. And it is clearly speaking about a spiritual destruction, and I hope to make that even more clear to you as we proceed. Uh, let's go over that one more time. That's Job 27.8. What is the hope of the hypocrite, though he hath gained, when God taketh away his soul? And, uh, you know, that is just in the context of... Um, what uh, uh, what the wicked man does in, in that regard as well, which is consistent uh, with the word of God again, which is emphasized in Mark uh, and Matthew Mark eight thirty six uh, and Matthew sixteen twenty six as well. Mark eight thirty six and uh, Matthew sixteen um, uh, twenty six. Where it emphasizes what, uh, you know, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And it's emphasizing here that God is going to take away the soul of the hypocrite. Now, that is something that needs to be taken into serious consideration uh, because many people uh, live in hypocrisy, but they feel 
uh, you know, they've, they've convinced themselves that all is well and that all is going to turn out well for them. But according to God's word, he has a different plan for the hypocrite. According to God's word, he plans on destroying the hypocrite. It is confirmed here in Job 27, 8, uh, where God is emphasized that God is going to take away his soul. And it will, I'll make it even more clear to you as we proceed. But let's continue to Job 34, 30. Job 34.30, as it states here, that the hypocrite reign not, lest the people be ensnared. Now, it's emphasizing here, it's important that the hypocrite not be in a position of, of leadership or rulership because the people will be ensnared by him. And what, what, does it, what does it mean? Uh, you know, what does that specific verse mean? It means that uh, when a hypocrite is ruling and reigning, there'll be you know, quite obviously ruling and reigning in hypocrisy. And uh, the people that are led by the hypocrite will begin to believe that the hypocritical behavior of that hypocrite who's in that position of leadership and rulership is okay. And they'll follow suit. And by it, they'll be ensnared by it because that particular that hypocrisy, that hypocritical behavior leads to spiritual destruction when judged. And I'll be making that even more clear to you as we proceed. And so it's important that the hypocrite not be in a position of leadership or rulership because the hypocrite will be engaging and living their lives in hypocrisy. That's what a hypocrite is. That's what they do. That defines a hypocrite, a person who lives their lives in, in hypocrisy. And when a hypocrite is in a position of leadership, people will view the hypocrite as an example of righteousness. But in reality, the hypocrite is is an offense to God their behavior is an offense to God and the people that are being led by the hypocrite will emulate the behavior of the hypocrite thereby being ensnared and that ultimately results in spiritual condemnation because of the hypocrisy because hypocrisy leads to condemnation when judged. That is something that is clearly outlined by the word of God. It will become even more clear to you as we proceed. Now let's continue to Proverbs 11.9. Proverbs 11.9. Hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Now there's emphasizing that a hypocrite destroys his neighbor. A hypocrite destroys his neighbor. How does he do that? Because a hypocrite... Excuse me, my goodness, excuse me, because a hypocrite will engage, will be, you know, um, uh, will be engaging in hypocritical behavior, and that, that involves trampling over the, the commandments of God, those commandments would instruct us not to lie, not to bear false witness, not to slander. Hypocrites engage in all that, you know, but they, again, they just claim and proclaim themselves to be righteous, but they're living completely contrary to the, to the the commandments and the word of God as a whole. So, in that context, the context of lying, slandering, and bearing false witness against their neighbors, which something which is something that hypocrites regularly engage in, and I've seen it with my own eyes, and I've seen the fall and destruction of those those uh, hypocrites uh, as well, who lie, slander uh, their neighbors. God's word is true when He emphasizes in Psalms uh, 101. Five through eight, uh, that he that privily slandereth slanders his neighbor, him will God destroy. So 
So God's word is, is, is absolutely clear about that. And I've seen that with my own eyes, you know. God's word is true in every aspect, in every respect, in every aspect. So that, but there's there's a consequence for that uh, uh, when you slander your neighbor like that, you know, and normally results in destruction, physical and spiritual destruction. Really, uh, I've seen this physical destruction of many who have engaged in that, and unfortunately, uh, according to God's word, I'm going to witness that spiritual destruction as well, uh, especially if they they left this life unrepentant and and, and uh, you know never changing that behavior. That behavior is going to be judged and held against them. Make no mistake about that. But it goes on to say, but through knowledge, again, that's Proverbs 11, 9, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered or shall the just be saved. And then what is it speaking about? Uh, what knowledge? It's speaking about the knowledge of God's word and what God's word says in terms of how to conduct yourself in a way that's pleasing in the eyes of God, how to conduct yourself in a way that will result in blessings and rewards as opposed to condemnation the just by their knowledge of God's word shall be delivered and I'm going to get caught up and then and be engaging in the act of uh, bearing false witness slandering their neighbors slandering other people lying on people because they understand God's word and they know that there's a consequence for their behavior but through the knowledge of God's word is how that can be defined. Shall the just or the righteous be saved or delivered? And I'm going to be engaging in that hypocritical behavior of bearing false witness, slandering their neighbors, lying, all which lead to condemnation when judged. Something that's clearly outlined by the word of God. And you can uh, f uh, find out more about that by listening to the audio entitled, Thou Shalt Not Lie by going to www.thetruthplainandsimple.info uh, going to the top of the site at the, excuse me, clicking on the uh, audios tab or the Bible teachings tab and listen to the audio Thou Shalt Not Lie while I go into more detail about how offensive lying and bearing false witness is and slandering is uh, to God and how he plans on uh, punishing it severely and just to be blunt about it, it leads to spiritual destruction by Almighty God when judged. It leads to being cast into the lake of fire. That is something that is clearly outlined by the Word of God. God does not mince words uh, in, in, in emphasizing uh, what He plans on doing to the liar, the slanderer, and those that bear false witness. Make no mistake about that. Now let's continue to Matthew 15, 7 through 20. <clears throat> Matthew 15, 7 through 20. As this states here, now this is Christ uh, speaking here. He says, ye hypocrites, excuse me, excuse me, ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, this people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now he's speaking about the hypocrite, draws near unto him with their mouths and they honor him with their lips but their hearts are far from him and how are their hearts far from Christ and far from God he goes on to explain it here but in vain do they worship me 
He said, you're worshiping in vain because you're teaching for doctrines and commandments of men. And that's pretty much in line with what's being taught today in a number of these churches, that false doctrine of salvation by grace through faith only, which emphasizes just accepting Jesus Christ verbally and having faith, and that's all you really need, without any change in behavior. And that particular doctrine, doctrine uh, encourages, promotes and encourages hypocrisy and rebellion against the commandments and the word of God as a whole. Uh, you know, all of which, all of which uh, we're required to live by the word of God and the commandments as well. You know, that's emphasized in Mark or in Matthew 4, 4, Luke 4, 4, where it emphasizes that uh, we shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And the importance of the commandments, which is emphasized throughout the Bible, I'll go into more detail about that in the audio entitled uh, The Commandments, the Law, Where They're Done Away With. Uh, you can go to the site www.thetruthplainandsimple.info and listen to, listen to that audio while going into more detail about that. But he says, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of man. He goes on to say, and he called the multitude and said unto them, hear and understand. Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth this defileth a man. And then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard the saying? And but he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let me let them alone, he said. They be blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto this, unto, declare unto us rather this parable. And Jesus said, Are ye also yet without understanding? Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly, and is cast out into the drought? But those um, but he answered and said, um, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart. I lost my place there momentarily. Sorry about that. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. These are the things which corrupt a man. But to eat with unwashing hands that follow not a man. Now Christ is emphasizing that the things that make the man filthy or corrupt the man are in relation to transgression or breaking the commandments of God. And the word of God is whole, of course. Uh, but he's emphasizing that the uh, basic guidelines for proper moral behavior um, on a basic level, uh, which is the law, the commandments, and when you analyze all those offenses, you'll see that those are all violations of the commandments. You know, he says for evil thoughts, murders, violation of the commandments, adulteries, violation of the commandments, fornications, violations of the commandments, thefts, violation of the commandments, false witnesses, which is lying, violation of the commandments. All those, for the most part, are violation of the commandments. So this is how these individuals honor uh, God and Christ uh, with their mouths and their lips, but their hearts are far from them. They violate the commandments. 
He says, and in, 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 uh, they worship him in vain because they uh, teach for doctrines the commandments of men. They're teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. What men say is right and just, uh, which is not consistent with God's word. You know, So they'll take the teachings of men and they'll teach those as doctrines of God. And he said, in doing this, they worship Christ. Christ said, they worship me in vain. And he said, they honor me, honor me with their lips. And he, he said, they draw near unto me with their mouths. He says, but their hearts are far from me because they teach for doctrines the commandments of men. As opposed to teaching the commandments of God. And he goes on to emphasize the things that defile or corrupt the man. He says, and not what goes into the man that corrupts or defiles him. I've got to go into more detail about that. And the audio entitled, Repentance, What Is It Exactly? You can go to the site www.thetruthplainandsimple.info and listen to the audio entitled Repentance, What Is It Exactly? We're going to more detail about that. It's nothing that you eat or drink or even smoke that can defile you from a spiritual perspective. You know, and all things may take a toll on you on a physical level. But nothing that you can drink, nothing that you can eat, and nothing that you can even smoke can corrupt you or defile you from a spiritual perspective. And those are the things that lead to spiritual condemnation. And this is what he's emphasizing. Those things that corrupt spiritually are when you reject the commandments and the word of God as a whole. Not what you eat, drink, or even what you smoke. Because there's nothing that can go, goes into the man as Christ uh, emphasizes that can, that can corrupt him or defile him. He says out for out of the mouth or the actions, what the man says, what he does, and what he thinks. These are the things that corrupt. These are the things that lead to condemnation. And he goes on to explain what those things are. He says for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things that defile or corrupt the man. And if you examine those, you'll see that all those are violations of the law or the commandments for the most part. Now let's continue to Matthew 23, verses 14 through 33. Matthew 23, verses 14 through 33. Now Christ uh, regularly condemned and judged the scribes and the Pharisees and condemned them for their hypocrisy and explained to them that there was going to be a price to pay for that hypocrisy, you know. But they didn't take it, they, they never listened to Christ because they were just so caught up in being these the religious figures of the day. You know, they wanted all the praises from men. That's, that is what they were concerned about. They weren't concerned about living righteously. They were just concerned about putting on fronts and airs to appear righteous before men, to be praised by men. But Christ condemned them for that and he explained to them that there's going to be a price to pay for that hypocrisy. That doesn't apply to the scribes and the Pharisees exclusively. That applies to any hypocrite. Now let's continue. It states here, Warn to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses, and for pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. Warn to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he is, excuse me, and when he is made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Warn to you, ye blind gods, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. 
But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater the gold or the temple that sanctifieth the gold. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. But whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift. Ye fools and blind. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, sweareth by it, and by all things thereon. And whoso shall swear by the temple, sweareth by it, and by him that dwelleth therein. And he that shall swear by heaven, sweareth by the throne of God, and by him that sitteth thereon. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay the tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. Now Christ is emphasizing here that the weightier matters of the law include judgment, mercy, and faith. God, Christ is saying that judgment is just as important as love and faith. That's a powerful statement to make, especially in light of the uh, false teaching that judge, judging is, is wrong, you know, that we shouldn't judge another individual, uh, which is a false teaching, which is not consistent with the Word of God. That is, uh, normally, uh, that, that particular false teaching uh, has been the result of taking one verse in Scripture completely, one or two verses in Scripture, completely out of context. You know, the righteous are commanded by God to judge in righteousness. In other words, uh, that means that the person that is doing the judging must be righteous themselves. And it's an, it's an important matter. God emphasizes in Isaiah uh, 66, 8, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just check that out here, just to be sure. That he loves judgment. And many other verses. But I go into more detail about that in audio entitled... Uh, is it wrong to judge? And you can listen to that by going to the um, ah, that's excuse me, no, that's not sixty six eight. Uh, I apologize for that. But I actually go into more detail about that in audio entitled, um, Is It Wrong to Judge? It's actually 61.8, Isaiah 61.8. Sorry about that. Uh, where God emphasizes that he loves judgment and so many other verses in scripture uh, where God emphasizes uh, that he commands the righteous to judge actually uh, Christ emphasizes that as well I think that's in Matthew 7 uh, 24 where he says judge not according to the appearance but judge judge righteous judgment so he's emphasizing the, that if we're going to be judging 
uh, but that we judge not according to the appearance but judge righteous judgment uh, then that's John 7.24 I think I may have said uh, John, uh, Matthew uh, 7.24 earlier and yeah, no, that's not what I meant. I'm sorry. That was John. That's Saint John 7:24. Oh, Christ emphasizes judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Yeah, I think I may have said did, did I see? I think I did say Matthew 7:24, but what I meant was John 7:24. Again, that's John, Saint John, not first, second, or third John, but Saint John 7:24, where Christ emphasizes uh, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Um, you know, so he's emphasizing here uh, to the scribes and the Pharisees uh, that um, they have omitted the weightier matters of the law, which is judgment, mercy, and faith. And he's putting judgment up there in terms of importance with love and faith. And that's, something, that's saying a lot about the importance of judging. But again, I go into more detail about that in the audio entitled, uh, Is It Wrong to Judge? And the purpose of judging is to expose evil for what it really is so it does not spread, grow and spread to the destruction of multiple millions of clueless conforming followers. You know, because when, when left unchecked, the wickedness has a way of, of growing and spreading. If nobody's opposing it, it grows rapidly. The purpose of judging is to expose that evil for what it is because it ultimately grows rapidly. People begin to embrace it, live it, you know, uh, live in rebellious and, and, and evil and perverse ways against God and his word. And it ultimately results in harsh judgment and condemnation uh, when they're judged. So the purpose of judging is to expose that evil, to call these things what they are. So it won't grow and flourish to the destruction of multiple millions of clueless conforming followers that's why Satan has, has, has uh, created and, and, and promoted that false teaching through false ministers who completely misinterpret the word of God and take one or two verses completely out of context so Satan has promoted that false teaching because he doesn't want you to judge or expose evil for what it is because he wants it to spread and grow to the destruction of multiple millions of individuals that's a false doctrine, a false teaching that is promoted by false ministers who have taken one or two verses in, in Scripture completely out of context and twisted and, you know, and motivate, motivated by Satan primarily because that's what he does. He uses unlearned, uh, false unlearned ministers to twist the Word of God, to take it out of context, and resulting in false doctrines false soul destroying doctrines that is what it amounts to and it's the same thing applies with that false soul destroying doctrine of salvation by grace through faith only again I go into more detail in the audio entitled repentance what is it exactly about what repentance really is and it requires much more than just a simple verbal acceptance of Jesus Christ you can rest assured of that that is something that is clearly outlined in God's word but uh but it goes on to say, and we're in verse 24, ye blind gods, <coughs> excuse me, which strain at a net and swallow a camel, warn to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, 
for ye may clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Though blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. In other words, Christ is fo emphasizing focuses on focus on 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 getting your your correcting your behavior so to see to it that it falls in line with what the word of God defines as proper moral behavior. You know, that that's much more much more important than putting on these fronts and these airs uh to for the sole purpose of appearing righteous to men so you can garner the praises of man. Christ's instruction is to focus on getting the character right. The obedience in line with what the Bible defines as proper moral behavior. And don't be so so concerned about putting on these fronts and airs to appeal to and to garner the praises of men. That means nothing. And he goes on to say, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but within, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men. On the outside ye appear righteous, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Now he goes on to explain what that what's going what that is, hypocrisy is going to cost him. Let's continue. He says, "Warn to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because ye build the tombs of the prophets, and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous, and say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets." Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers. And what Christ is emphasizing here, he's saying, go ahead and continue doing what your fathers did. But there's going to be a price to pay for. He goes on to say, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Christ is emphasizing that there's a destruction coming. And how, based on the way you're living your lives and ab abject an absolute hypocrisy, how can you hope to escape that destruction? This, this is what is being emphasized. Once again, Christ emphasizing there's a destruction coming for the hypocrite. Now let's continue to Matthew 24, verses 49 through 51. Matthew 24, verses 49 through 51. And it states here, and in, as it states here, and, in, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants. Now, what he's emphasizing here, he's speaking about uh, the brethren, fellow brethren, uh, who live by the, the commandments and, and uh, live their lives in, in accordance with God's word. He said, if these and these fellow servants shall begin to smite their fellow servants, these servants, I should say shall begin to, and they're speaking in the context of the last days, and he's, and he's, and shall begin to, if these servants shall begin to smite their fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, and they're speaking about spiritually drunken, individuals who are living in hypocrisy, and think that they're living righteous lives, who are blinded by uh, their own hypocrisy, 
and uh, their rejection of, of, of clear instruction, clear biblical instruction about uh, what constitutes righteousness. That is what's being emphasized. It is speaking about the spiritually drunken in this context, not about drinking wine and being in beer or whatever and getting drunk. It is speaking about spiritually drunken or the spiritually blind is what that simply means. And it says, and shall begin to smite their fellow servants and eat and drink with the spiritually blind. That's how they can be defined. And the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and in an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. And what is the portion of the hypocrites? He goes on to say, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And, that's con and what that is emphasizing is... Uh, Uh, in the context of uh, Matthew 13, uh, verse 49 through 50, and Matthew 13, uh, verses 40 through 43, if I'm not mistaken. Where it says that, uh, emphasizes that the wicked shall be cast into the, into the uh, furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. So that's just in that context. So we're just simply emphasizing that the the hypocrite is going to be cast into that lake of fire as well. And uh, in result of that is, is wailing and gnashing of teeth. And that's, again, that's emphasized in Matthew 13, 49 through 50. And uh, Matthew 13, 40 through 43. further emphasizing once again the fate of the hypocrite the fate of the hypocrite is destruction and again that is important to understand because a number of people are living in absolute hypocrisy and rebellion against the commandments and the word of God as a whole uh, primarily because they've been brainwashed by false unlearned ministers into believing and thinking that a verbal acceptance of Jesus Christ is all that's required excuse me and to walk in faith but again, we're infirm, informed by, and in James chapter 2, verses uh, uh, 20, you know, 19, 20, uh, 22, 24, 26, if I'm not mistaken, that faith without works is dead. Faith without obedience to the commandments and the word of God means nothing. They have to be both uh, applied. Faith in conjunction with the works. They must both be applied. You know, but what these false ministers teach at false doctrine, that all you have to do is verbally accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's all done for you. And, uh, you, you know, uh, change in behavior means nothing because the shed of blood of Jesus Christ has covered your sins. Completely taking one or two verses in Scripture and completely twisting that, taking it out of context, and have created a false soul-destroying doctrine, which is not consistent with the totality of Scripture. As the Bible confirms, justifies, and interprets itself, uh, which is the way you must always, you can only, the only way you can come to understand the true meaning of verses, Bible verses, and the Bible, by allowing the Bible to interpret itself, not applying your own personal interpretation to the Bible because no man can interpret the Bible. The Bible interprets itself, it tells you what it means, and you have to allow it to do that. The problem is these false unlearned ministers 
always, almost always apply their own personal interpretation to the Bible, thereby completely screwing it up. The same thing applied with the creation and promotion of this false soul destroying doctrine of salvation by grace through faith only. That is the result of personal, some individuals own personal interpretation of the Bible as opposed to allowing the Bible to interpret itself. And it is a false soul destroying doctrine that is not consistent with the totality of scripture. Again, if you want to understand what righteousness really means, you can go to the uh, site uh, uh, truthplainandsimple.info and listen to the audio entitled Repentance, What Is It Exactly? I would encourage you to listen to the audio Repentance, What Is It Exactly? Uh, the commandments were they done away with And uh, are you a hater of God? I encourage you to listen to all three of those uh, those ideals, as well as the the uh, the importance of doctrine and the importance of works. All those are really eye-opening ideals. Where I go into more detail of using God's word and allowing the Bible to interpret itself, as opposed to applying my own twisted era field personal interpretation to the Bible. That's something I, I, I will, you know, I've, I've I learned uh, that you can never do. I actually, I, I, you know, I've done that myself in the past, applying my own personal interpretation of the Bible and just completely screwing it all up. <clears throat> you know, but be, be, began to uh, learn from from uh, uh, learned men of God the importance of allowing the Bible to interpret itself as opposed to applying your own personal interpretation to the Bible, which screws it up every time. If you apply your own personal interpretation to the Bible, one thing you can rest assured of, sure of, you, you will screw it up every time. When you apply your own personal interpretation to the Word of God, you have to allow the Word of God to interpret itself. Now let's continue to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 through 32. It's Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 through 32. As it states here, for if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fear and indignation which shall devour the adversaries he that despised Moses law died without mercy under two or three witnesses how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under son, underfoot the son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Okay, that's... Uh, And in that, those particular verses, it's really speaking about the, the result and the, and the consequences of hypocrisy. And also in here in Hebrews 6, verses, uh, chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. That's Hebrews chapter 6, verses 6 through 8, and then we'll, we'll proceed to Hebrews chapter 10. But it states here in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 6 through 8, If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame, for the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meet for them by whom it is dressed, 
receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. Now, it's just simply emphasizing the, re the, 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 the fate, the ultimate fate of the hypocrite. Again, let's go over that one more time. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. If they shall fall away, fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. That's the end result. Now let's proceed to Hebrews uh, 10, verses 26 to 32. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 to 32. As it states here, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fury and indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised, the Mo despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace? For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord, and again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And that's just emphasizing again uh, the fate of, the, of a hypocrite. Someone that falls away from the truth, rejects the truth after they've received the truth and begin to live their lives in a way that's completely contrary to uh, what the Bible has outlined in terms of what is deemed right and righteous in God's eyes and what is acceptable in God's eyes. For that individual, the only thing that remains is a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fury indignation which shall devour or destroy or consume the enemies. The adversary is just another term for enemy. It goes in, in, in more detail about it in verses 28, 29, 30, and 31. And it states that it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. As you see there, there's a consequence for hypocrisy. But many people engage in hypocrisy without a second thought, thinking and believing in, in their hearts that they're living righteous lives. But those that behavior is completely contrary to what the Bible defines as proper moral behavior. Or proper behavior in general, but so they, but the, but they, they, they engage in this hypocrisy blindly and willfully, not understanding the consequences of that hypocrisy. God detests hypocrisy, and, and promises to destroy the hypocrite. That is something that is clearly outlined in God's word. It is clearly outlined in God's word. The fate of the hypocrite is something that is clearly outlined in the word of God. And that fate, according to God's word, it is, is, is condemnation and destruction by fire.
That is something that is clearly outlined as you see the Bible confirm itself, justify itself, and interpret itself over and over and over and over again. Don't believe me? Believe the Word of God. Do not believe me. Believe God's Word. My name is Donald Bohannon. Thanks for listening.